Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's DDD NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group. I try to stay upbeat here, people, but I've got my eardrums are bleeding. Um, I've got a severe headache. Um, it's I don't know if it's a version of man flu. I hope not, because, you know, that stuff can uh, that can take a guy down. But here to help me get through this, um, and no better man to do it, is at IT Hedgehog. It's Peter Jones. Peter, we lost. So uh, the deal was, and you announced it, that if we were to lose, then Daryl gets his arse kicked out of the <laughs> studio. And we've done so. Are you now satisfied? Are you a happy man? That's all I'm saying. Daryl has been benched for the week. Yeah, he has. Yeah, it's all his fault. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's, he's like a he's like a walk and talk and breathing pair of lucky underpants, I guess. That sounds weird, um, but you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, we've kicked him out. Peter, we're going to amble into this book's loss, uh, buddy. How are you feeling about it? You, you know, I, I, at, after a big loss like this, we always like to leave it a couple of days to breathe, wait for all the stats to come out and stuff to be clear. Uh, but one thing is clear, and that is that we could not score outside the first quarter. Um, are you as boo birdie and down on this team? And uh, you mean power rankings are science, right? So yeah. have you dropped the Packers to number 32 on your um, power rankings? I was I was trying to get them to thirty three, but yeah, it wouldn't fit. I think that I think that as it was happening, I think we were all um, I get shocked. I guess is is the word, and I think some of that comes from you know having such a great start to the season mm. that 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 kind of builds expectations and and you kind of felt coming into this game that. It might be a close game, but 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 any team would struggle to stop for the Packers' offense. Um, but clearly, that wasn't that wasn't the case. And I and I guess that you know a couple of days on, Steve, that um, it was it was bad. But you know, there's lots to be continually hopeful about going 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 forwards. Um, you know, we expect the team to bounce back on Sunday, and. Really, for me, the the biggest concern for me, I think, is that is that when they lose these games, they lose them badly. Yeah, they lose in style. That's for sure, Pete. Yeah. So four of the five, you know, losses since um, Lafleur became coach have been, you know, by fifteen points or more, and 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 they seem to have been, whilst not necessarily all similar in style, that the outcomes have been similar, where the team appeared to, I don't really want to use the word capitulate though after, you know after a while so but but i think that i think we have to continue to continue to be positive whilst there's a number of things that obviously need to be fixed yeah like i'm not as down on the team but again if and the proof is in the audio i would say in the pudding but pudding is not what we do here at uk packers which we might do uh, who knows um (laughs) but the the proof is in the audio so everybody that i've had on for quick snaps um, and myself and Daryl have, have talked about it where I've continually asked the question to people um, I wonder what happens more so on Twitter um, if we suffer a loss because we are going to suffer a loss and we suffered the loss and what happened on Twitter was exactly what I thought would happen now I talk about Twitter a lot and I dog it a lot um, and I'm not going to stop but it's you know and, and I do get some people say to me like you know, stop paying so much attention to it but that is nowadays unfortunately the kind of barometer where the fan base is at Not you know again within a certain demographic or whatever but there's a good mix of oldies and newbies in there 
Um, and again, you know, just a toxic reaction as usual to all of it. Now, um, is it warranted? Was the game that bad? Yes, it was absolutely horrendous. But one thing I would say, Pete, is is that, and you uh, said this in the Facebook group, really, you know, everybody picked the same day to have a bad day, you know. And I, I've been saying it to people when I've had them on quick snaps. I, I, I say to them, um, is LaFleur that much of a genius that he's getting all of these performances from players that were not expected to pull out those performances. So, you know, game one, you've the Aaron Jones show. Game two, Devontae Adams. No, this is not the order. Game three, Aaron Rodgers is on fire. Game four, you know, and like every week he seemed to be able to get something out of somebody. Um, and I was saying, is that the case though? Is it play design? Are you seeing that in the scheme? Um, and if you are, well then, is this just a masterclass? Um, because my concern was is that it was Aaron Rodgers was clicking, uh, the opposition he was coming up against were weaker, um, you know, they didn't key in on some of the stuff. We got off to a hot start, so we made the, the other team one-dimensional by going up to big scores, and then our defense could afford to, you know, have a little bit of splash play action, but by and large be inept at times, but we'd still get away with it because we're putting up points. Now, Pete, that doesn't take away, does it, that we were breaking all kinds of franchise records for offense um, up to that point. But it did concern me that if stuff didn't click, and finally, I saw that from the get-go in this game. So if you look at some of those completions in the first quarter, particularly to Devontae Adams for some reason, they were either behind him a little bit, they were too low, too high, they were never on the money. And Aaron Rodgers looked, I'm not going to say rattled from the start, but he didn't look like he was on point, did he, Pete, from the very beginning? And it kind of snowballed from there, really. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, I, and, I've, and I've said, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I, I think lots of people are looking at this game thinking, well, the Packers were, were sharp until that first interception. But I didn't I didn't see it that way. Hmm. Um you're right. I mean, I, I just felt on, even on those first two drives where where they scored, yeah, it didn't feel like any of those first four weeks, you know. And it's obviously that at that point, I thought I was just being hyper hypercritical. You know, they're up ten nothing, but it just it just didn't quite feel like everything was everything was in in sync. Yeah. Um. And so, so I guess it was it wasn't a total surprise when the game got difficult mm. um but i think you know i don't think any of us could have expected what what turned out to happen but um yeah i mean and i, and I don't know you mentioned Devonte adams i don't know whether there is something in the trying to force the ball to to adams more than is necessary um certainly not having tyler irvin didn't help and yeah. you know the, the 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 jet motion and, and, and all of that movement seemed to disappear quite rapidly um and it, it just like you said from the from the get-go it just looked and felt different yeah I, I again completely agree Pete I mean you know they were talking about they get off to a hot start and oh ever since the as you said that pick six is that the game went downhill but it just seemed to me that on every facet you know so for instance it, it comes down to a very simple thing for me is that they stopped the run uh, pretty effectively. Um, now, looking at the stats, some of them look gaudy. You look at Jamal Williams, you know, four carries with an 8.5 um, average. But again, you know, there's a 25-yard long there. AJ Dillon is the same. He's getting 6.2 yards um, per carry. But again, there's a 20-yard long there. That was another thing. And I guess before I get too far ahead of myself, I would have expected to see more AJ Dillon, more bruising back because 
time and time again I've seen game tape now where we got blown up in the backfield um, and they were able to read the runs not to mention being offside on one really obvious um, pick however um, AJ Dillon seemed to be able to barrel his way and be effective enough um, when he was on the field why do you think we're not seeing more of AJ Dillon piece I mean like the guy looks like he's way bigger than I expected I thought for whatever reason I don't know why I thought he was an awful lot shorter um, than he actually is. The guy's an absolute monster. Should we not be using yeah. him more? Is, there, is it a rookie thing? He doesn't want to expose him too early. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think I think it's exactly that. And I, and I and I and I guess that certainly through the first through the first four weeks, you know, the plan was Aaron Jones spelled by Jamal Williams, and um, I think he just couldn't really find situations in which to bring AJ Dillon into the into the game very much, but. But you're right. I mean, he looked he looked an absolute beast for the few game few plays that he was in on Sunday. The the, the six carries and you know he ripped off that twenty whatever it was yarder, um, you know and you know and that that was one of the few plus points really from Sunday. The the the, the, the running inside, you know, when they ran inside the tackles, which is is where they made all their all their yards on the ground. Yeah. Um, you know that that looked that looked good. Um. So I, I mean, I I would expect hopefully now to see more and more of of, of AJ Dillon as 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 we go on, and you know next week when they play the the Texans, who are the you know last ranked defense against the run, hmm. hope, hopefully we'll see a bit bit more of him, and um, yeah, I think that can only be a good thing. Yeah, because I was shocked just with his sheer size, and you're sort of like, all right, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna pin us down, some of those tackles were fierce. Their linebackers were unbelievable, and now Aaron Rodgers has came out and said that, you know, they needed a kick in the arse and that they went into it, and then there was all this talk about their practice wasn't great, um, and then he's on the Pat McAfee show, which again is kind of a conversation in itself. I like the exposure he's getting on the show, um, however. And and the quotes he's saying are right, I guess. Um, but I don't know. There's something that leaves me a little bit uneasy about it as well. Just some of the comments and the sort of um bro style attitude. I'm not as enthusiastic, I don't think, as some other people. I think it's a fan- fantastic insight. I don't know how you feel about it, Pete. Uh, into his psyche, I guess, because he's such a a quiet guy. But there's, I think, McAfee has a way of bringing that out of people and getting them to let their guard down a little bit more, sometimes more than they should. Um, And again, from interviewing people, I'm a proponent of, you know, get them to be honest and there's no point in talking to them if they're not going to say something that's worthwhile. And it's good getting to know his psyche. But for anybody who, you know, thinks that he was arrogant before um, some of his comments, although they are true, like a down year for him as an up year for, you know, a career year for other quarterbacks. That's all true. You know, there's, it seems to be a mixed bag, right? Uh, some people love it yeah. and some people just think it's just affirming what they already think they know about him. Well, and I, th- I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think from whatever your position is about Aaron Rodgers as a, as a, as a player and as a person, I think that his appearances on that show will probably just reaffirm the position that you already have. Yeah. I, I guess for a, for a lot of people, it's, it's good just to hear Aaron Rodgers talk. You know, I guess since he did the show with, um, um, I guess it was the Jason Wildey thing a few, a few years back. Um, I think, was it Wildey that he was on with? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, since he stopped doing that, I, I, I you know, I think we haven't heard that much from him. So, 
I think I think it's probably that's the thing that people like about it is at least they're getting to see and hear from him. Mm. Yeah, and Pat McAfee, I mean. As much as a bro and dude he is, I, I quite like him. I think he's quite smart and I think he's able to get yeah. stuff out of people. Um, He's astute enough at that. But I guess back to the game then, Pete, uh, like you were saying, this is a game where, you know, everybody seemed to have an off day. Aaron Rodgers was definitely off. Um, Aaron Jones couldn't get anything going. They tried to bring on the other running backs. They didn't get much purchase. Devontae Adams was by and large covered up and smothered all night. Um, MVS again some nice little bits here and there but not a whole lot to write home about the tight ends effectively a non-factor um, our defence pretty hopeless piece when it comes to a right and pass rush um, we haven't really generated anything our O-line again Aaron Rodgers spent a lot of the time on his back um, they asked him about that in the interview I mean how difficult is it to get into a rhythm when you're on your back all the time now you know he gave a, a nicely PC word up to his old lineman of course he would they're the big lads who are defending you or whatever um, yeah. so there wasn't a lot of value there but Pete it really was a day where everybody had an absolute stinker right yeah it it, it, re- it really was you know Rogers Rogers was off as you said the offensive line was certainly had its worst day of the season and they all pretty much had subpar days at the same time um, the defense you know the defensive line in particular um, you know, Kenny Clark made a couple of plays early and, and obviously it's been his first game, first game back. Mm. Um, you can make allowances for, for Kenny Clark not being as active later in the game as, as we would hope as the season goes on. But, but, but the other guys made little impression really. And, you know, pet in this, this three man rush or even two man rush at times, it's just, it's just for me, is never going to get it done. Yeah, I, I think that I've long believed that any quarterback in the NFL, even the thirty-second quarterback in the NFL, will pick you apart if you don't put any pressure on him. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, I understand occasionally this thing about a three-man rush and dropping eight into coverage to mix to mix things up, but but. At some point, you've got you. You know, it just felt like you've got to get after the passer. I mean, mm. the one way to beat Brady surely is to put pressure on him. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, we saw it work with against Rogers for God's sake. So you think Brady again? He's not mobile. Um, at that, but that's that was known. Like you go right up the middle, and then Tom Brady doesn't know what to do. That's that's one on one. So why you would not try dial it up and pin your ears back, piece? Like it, it just flabbergasted me. Um, yeah, I mean, the you know, the only thing that I can yeah, you know, I've been racking my brain, and the only thing you can try and think of was, well, Kevin King was out. Mm. You know, Josh Jackson was starting. You know, maybe he felt that he needed to get more help. You know, for the coverage rather than sending an extra guy. But if that's the case, then how come Josh Jackson ended up in single coverage so many times? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, yeah. it just, it just, you know, and, and maybe it's a mixture of scheme and players, I guess, and and. Um, you know, you can look all across all across the board. You know, the the, the safeties have been, uh, what's the word? Nearly invisible for most of the season so yeah. far. Um, you know, and and Amos gets beat by seventy eight year old Rob Gronkowski who runs slower than I do. You yeah. know, it, it 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 was all bad together, I guess. 
Yeah, which is weird. And I, I saw someone put it that they can't believe Tom Brady um, in 2020, along with Rob Gronkowski in 2020, <laughs> is having some sort of resurgence, you know? And you're kind of looking at these players going, dear God, I mean, this is bell bottoms and sort of, you know, porn star mustache stuff. I mean, this is really, <laughs> let's not bring this stuff back. Um, you know, because Tom Brady was openly struggling from the early on in the season. Now, I will say, again, yeah. like, I'm not down on Tom Brady. I say this on the radio all the time. I'm not a Patriot hater. I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I don't think he's a system quarterback per se. Um and I think he's able to get the business done. And he certainly did. He embarrassed us um, when we played against him. But like you say, the safety play is another great point. I mean, even down to fundamentals, the amount of times I saw Savage just getting embarrassed on missed tackles um, was pretty shocking. But Pete, I guess I'm not as down on the team. What I, what I have worried about from the very start, and I think I've made this kind of clear as we've ambled through podcasts, is just what happens to the Packers if they can't go up to that high-octane offensive start because it changes the whole structure of the game. You know, you take away some of their weapons on, you know, on the run game and, you know, you can be more free on offense because you're not so scared to make mistakes. Everyone's a little bit looser and happier. Um, and then the defense doesn't feel under pressure to have to get those stops. Obviously, you want that, but, you know, they kind of mask it. We saw this for years, didn't we, with Capers where, you know, the best form of defense was a good offense. So, you know, like you said at the start, when it does get stagnant and when we can't get anything going, um, it's a major concern. Um, but I don't think that comes down to a lack of offensive weapons, though, right? Because we had Devontae Adams out there and Aaron Jones. It's just literally that Jones got smothered up and, you know, they took Devontae out of the game. And Aaron Rodgers, like, even if, you know, like Aaron Rodgers was just off to me. He was just off. He wasn't making the throws. But had he been making them, I think... I saw a good few occasions where there was guys open, but he just never hit them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you can think of that play to Mercedes Lewis. And, yeah. Um, but but you know you think you know when when your quarterback perhaps isn't having his his best day, then then that's the time that you have to take pressure off him with the with the running game. And you know the, the outside runs, and I know that those are a staple of the you know of the zone running game, the outside zone running game, but, but the outside runs just weren't, just weren't working. Yeah. You know, the, the Bucks in, inside back has play, played excellently. And, and I think, you know, that's the time going back to the, to the, your question about AJ Dillon. I mean, that's, that's the time when you, you know, you want to pound that ball inside and take the pressure off, off, off your quarterback. And, you know, you can bring the play action game in, into play then, but mm. it, Again, it just felt like, to me at least, that they gave up on the running game a little bit early. Um, you know, because even after they'd thrown the two picks, you know, it was it was still just fourteen ten, and it, it it, you know, the Packers only had five yards of offense in the second quarter. It's insane. And 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 it, you just you just feel like, I, I I know they struggled with the outside running game, but you just feel like. Well, well, let's let's run inside. You know, you've got some great strength at at centre, at, at left guard. Um, Patrick's a good run blocking right guard. Um, you know, and as the as the stats at the end of the game showed, you know that was where they made all of their yeah. running yards inside. So, so it just felt like a time to to just settle the game down, if you like. Let's 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 run the ball. Let's pick up a couple of first downs running, even if we then have to punt. You know, kick it, kick it deep. 
mm. put them back in their own territory. But it just it just seemed to get it just seemed to get away from them. Yeah, like you said, I mean that's the concern in part is that when it goes wrong, it gets really wrong. Now, when you look at this game, Pete, do you think this acts as a blueprint for other people to smack us? I mean, as you said, the outside um, yeah, zonal running game. You know, like I mean, do they know what to take away now, or was it just really a stinky performance from? Uh, the outset and because you know it, we're at risk here right is that like for instance when Deguara was out uh, there was a struggle there and then you know Tyler Irvin's out who's seen as this gadgety trick play motion guy behind the line of scrimmage he's out and then all of a sudden we're missing a large part of the offence and the trickery so is is the Matt LaFleur offence that simplistic at times is that just do those things well or was it just a bad night I think it, I I think I think it was just a bad night. I, I yes, I mean other teams are going to look at that. They're going to look at that film, you know, and they're going to imagine that they can they can um, put a lot of stress on the Packers' offense by stopping the outside running game. Um, I think they would have to have the right personnel to be able to do to to be able to do that. But you know, there are other strong inside linebackers in this league so you know there will be teams that that can do it but but I think but I think it's about um what are you what else have you got in your in your kit bag um and I think the Packers have shown through the first four weeks of the season and yes we can point to the level of opposition and 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 all of that kind of thing but but you can only beat the teams in front of you and I think the Packers have shown in those first four weeks of the season that there's a lot more in their kit bag, and I think we just have to be careful of not going over the top, of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yeah, um, and any other <laughs> sayings you can come up with. I think that I, I don't, I don't think it's a time to get extremely concerned. You yeah, that. The, Every team in every season has has games where it where it doesn't where it doesn't click. What what you what you have to hope for going forward is that they have I don't even know if you call it a plan B, but they have other other you know plays that they feel are going to work when this particular play stopped or that particular play stopped. Mm. Um, and and I think right now. There's no reason not to trust that Lafleur Le, Le, um, is not a, is not able to do that. I think I think we have to trust that, that that he can. Now, if this happens again next week or for two or three weeks, then then I think we have to ask questions. But but right now, I, as, as as we've said, I think everybody on offense had a a down a down game, and they and they weren't bailed out by by the defense. So yeah, um, I'm not. As concerned as, as as some people might be, but I think you know time's going to tell over the next two or three weeks. Yeah, I guess it just to me it just shows that like you know we can, when we're good we're really good and when we're bad we're ugly. You know that phrase. You know is that it it got ugly didn't it Pete early and then uh, Rogers pick six that rattled them another interception yep. they ran it in straight away, um, which that was fourteen points given up on offense which is a big deal that's that's a game swinger. Yeah, and it does make you wonder. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. When 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 we're good, we're really good, and it makes you wonder then, doesn't it, that that when you've been moving the ball that well for four for four consecutive games, that 
um, you almost don't think about having to have a plan B or moving to other plays in your, you know, play number 73 on your playbook because you never get down that far. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, that's 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 a lesson for for the coach, for the coaches and and the players. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to you have to learn from it. And, you know, I'm sure that they'll come up with some more alternative plays than than an outside zone run and a, and a force to Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yeah, which again, like it was working. It's one of those things, wasn't it? It was like the Celtic Tiger that happened here in Ireland uh, when the economy was absolutely blazing. There was people saying, yeah, well, you know, maybe we should plan for things not being so good. And we're like, shut up, you know what I mean? Just get back into your hole. That's it. We're fine. Um, and it was the same um, with this, as you said, doing well. Um, it's very hard to, as you said, go down to play 78. Yeah, and, and, and momentum's a huge thing, isn't it, in this mm. game? When, 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 when things start going well, everything seems to go well. Yeah. Um, and then when things start going badly, as we saw, everything seems to seems to go badly. You know, and you don't and you and you don't get the breaks. You know, even you know into the third quarter of that game when the Packers have been playing playing poorly, all you need is a is a ball to to bounce off a receiver's hands into one of your guys' hands, that yeah. kind that kind of thing hmm. that can turn it back around again. But um, you know, and they haven't needed that type of play this season up until up until Sunday. But that kind of thing can always turn games around. Yeah, and like you say, I mean exactly that. Like I'm not overly concerned. I don't think it's a lack of weapons. I think it was a lack of chemistry again. And another thing that just drove me bonkers was that the play clock was down to zero every single time. It was sluggish in and out. I mean, is there any point in that? I mean, is that not like the most obvious? Drives me up the wall. That does absolutely drives me up the wall. And and that's you know that. It was bad on Sunday, but it's not, it's not a new thing, and yeah. um, I don't understand it. I don't under, you, you know you watch all of the other teams play, and yeah, of course, occasionally the the play clock runs down, but but nothing like what we see play in play out. You know, and it's you know you're heading for either a delay of game penalty, having to take a Which time happened, out on yeah. off on offense, yeah. or you're just allowing the defense to tee off, and it just you know it's okay occasionally. But, you know, you want to mix it up, you know, and it just I don't un, I don't understand it. I, I don't know whether there's a problem. Some of it comes from Rogers wanting to, you know, draw the defense, the defense offsides and all of that thing. So that's part of it. But I also don't know if there's a problem with getting the plays in quick enough. Yeah, um, because they seem to break the huddle quite late, you know, as far as the game clock's concerned. But but, yeah, you, you're right to highlight that because it that's the. The one thing probably that makes me swear at the TV every week. It's just <laughs> I yeah. just don't get it. To me, it just seems desperation style, doesn't it? I mean, like you said, it's trying to draw the defense offside, and then they had a bit of a crowd there, so that didn't work. They didn't bite on it. They're probably well versed in it. And as you said, it's the play call. Like it's almost like you know Lafleur is, is trying to get the right play. He's second guessing himself, probably trying to get it in. Maybe he's trying to call some wild stuff. So then Aaron Rodgers trying to call that thing out. I mean, who knows what it is? Either way, it's not good news. And as you said, the defense are going to have their eyes on the play clock too. And when he's hollering and humming and hawing behind the line of scrimmage, they know just to let it run down. Particularly if that's the trend that's been happening all game, you'd expect a bit of up tempo stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. So I was, you know, the thing I was going to say was you talk about up tempo. I mean. You know, when you're behind all those points, mm. it's like 
up that tempo, guys. Yes. Up, the, up, up that tempo. You know, the, the clock, the clock's, the clock's running out here. But it, but it then again, it didn't seem to make any difference. There was no change, of, no change of tempo. That felt like no urgency. Yeah, very pedestrian. And I mean, that's what yeah. Lafleur was talking about before last year when he was saying, you know, they were too late breaking the huddle, of getting the plays in wasn't good, and all this type of stuff. It was sluggish in practice, and that must have been what it was like, you know. But then all these excuses, oh, we were practicing outside, and it was a little bit colder, and all this type of stuff, and the bye week, and that's the thing that I think comes back to bite you when you're on the Pat McAfee show as well, when they're talking about, you know, how early do you scout the team after the bye week, and they're just like, nah, we don't, you know, and just this sort of. Um, the casualness of it, um, again, was kind of eye-opening to see how the operation works. Now, me from a non-football exposed guy, maybe that's standard, that's what people do. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I'm not as down on the team. I think we've shown that we can drop bombs um, with any type of personnel once it's all clicking. But dear God, when, as you said, when it capitulates, I mean, it's it's bad. But you only have to look at LaFleur's record as a coach. I mean, he doesn't do it a whole lot. Um, it's yeah. just concerning. Now, Pete, the point that people are making, and in a pretty outlandish way on Twitter, of course, um, is that Super Bowl contenders don't lay eggs as big as this. They don't get blown out by 28 points. What are your thoughts around a team that this happens to? Is it too much of a red flag that when it comes to the playoffs? Because you can look at it both ways, right? Is that we've been gassing teams and destroying them. So people tend not to focus on that and focus on the bad loss and say, oh, well, if this happens against a good defense now, then you're going to get screwed in the playoffs. It's hard to disagree with it though, right? When you come up against a really good team in the playoffs that you don't get embarrassed like we did with the 49ers. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a difficult one because, the, because there, are, there, there are cases of... Um, Super Bowl winning teams that have had, you know, blips around this this time of the season yeah. and more more than blips. You know, the 2014 Patriots, the 2012 Baltimore Ravens, um, both of those teams um, had bad losses. You know, in the 20s and and I, I think that the Patriots were beaten something like 42-14 or something in 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 2014. I remember the exact score, but it was in that in that in that region. Um, so it does happen, but it, it doesn't happen so often. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I mean, for me, that's an easy conclusion to jump to, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump that far. I, I, I think if this is something that happens again, you know, in about, let's say week nine or 10, then, then I think, I think we have the right to be concerned at that point. Um, you know, they were never going to go 16 and 0. Um, a loss, you know, a loss or a number of losses were coming, were coming somewhere. Yes, it was. Yes, it was bad. Yes, it was a, com- a capitulation, which, which you know, we, we don't we don't like. Um, but I think it's too early to draw too many conclusions off the back of one, off the back of one game. If yeah. it repeats itself, then that's the time that clearly there's there's something fundamental going on. And I know everyone, like, when you listen, like, especially fans over here, you'll have lads staying up late watching the games. I do it myself. I'd be just chilling, having the late night game on or whatever. Um, So we sort of have a keen interest. I know you, Pete, I mean, you dabble um, in the NFL and you're on uh, different podcasts and you you know, looking at the Browns game, which was just a shocking game altogether. <laughs> but when you when you have to turn your eye to other games and 
particularly where I see it is, is that of a Saturday I have to do the ACK, so I've got to give them like yeah. a four team or whatever. Yeah. Um, and when I look at that, I tend to keep my eye on teams that have that, you know, brain fart RC moment. And I'm telling you now, um, it's like what everyone says, oh, we're always getting injured more than any other team. And you're like, oh, well, how many other injuries does another team have then? And they're like, well, I don't know, <laughs> but it just seems like, it. you know, and it's just, it's all this anecdotal. I'm looking at my team and it seems bad. So we're worse than everybody else. You know, it's very easy even in your own life to look at your life and go, oh, well, I don't, you know, and then other people you sort of you have to take those blinkers off so where i see it is when i go okay so there's a different mixture and a formula that you use for the aka you pick one sort of you know gimme and you know yeah. god dare i say yeah. but you will see this all the time like um you know new england lose to miami a lot uh, for some reason um the yeah. rams tend to beat the seahawks for no goddamn reason even when jeff fisher was there with his perpetual eight and eights you know there's certain teams that lose to other teams regularly but then also you'll have the teams that are flying high and they get absolutely pasted by someone else and you don't understand what happened look at the las vegas uh, raiders versus the chiefs um yeah you know and you look at that game and you're like jesus christ what happened there and again you can look at it in hindsight and go well if you look at the weapons and they they can have weapons but there's an awful lot of that it's just weird you know it's just odd so it can happen um, we got pantsed by the Buccaneers uh, everyone had an off day and the Buccaneers have a fantastic defence and Tom Brady a quarterback uh, with some weapons Gronkowski had his coming out party as well against their her safeties so yeah I'm not down on it but I will say Pete and not to get ahead of ourselves with some quick snaps um, but <laughs> when we look ahead to this game against the Texans um, they're without a coach and you know they seem like they're cast off into the ether they are not they're a very good team yep. they're coached by uh, Romeo Cornell who's again he's pedi- he's been in he's been in the league as long as the league has been a league let's just say he's a really <laughs> old dude he's like well, he's older he, than me yeah well that's saying something now but uh, he's he's yeah he's well into he's, what is he 74 or something like that so something, he's a good yeah. coach they're rallying around him um, fantastic quarterback uh, some big pieces on defence there as well Pete so again you know, all this talk of like, oh, we're going to bounce back easy. It's not going to be easy, but, uh, you know, you'd expect them to put in a better show than what happened on Sunday, that's for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, with, without impinging on quick snaps, I think you're absolutely right about about the Texans. And if you look at, you know, they started 0-4, but if you look at who they played, you know, they opened up with the Chiefs and the Steelers and I can't remember who else, but, you know, the, the, the first four games or first three games, certainly they played were, were you know, it's a horrendous start to the season and you know they've gone one and one in their last in their last two games mm. since since Romeo Cornell took over and no it absolutely will will not be um a, a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination yeah so Tampa Bay are we ready to put it to bed Pete is there anything else you want to say about Tom Brady and the books before <laughs> we uh we move on no, and no, finish not, his therapy sesh no not for, not for me. I don't know if you can hear that. That sounds like Gooty keeps trying to call me. Keeps trying to call you, yeah. Um, he's looking for advice, bro. I mean, he's, um, he's just but, tell him to listen to the UK Packers podcast. Say, listen, pal, anything in it? But no, I mean, I, I think I think for me, you, you just have to put it behind you. Yeah. You know, uh, and... It, it's given the coaching the coaching staff plenty of work to do this week, which is which is no which is no bad thing. And if you're going to have this level of performance, I'd rather have it, you know, in in the fifth game of the season than than in the seventeenth game of the season, um, you know, because there's plenty of time to to write write some of the wrongs, those that can be righted. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's time to put it put it behind us onto onto Houston and and, and forwards from there. Yep. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, we're going to get our ass kicked a couple of times this season. Um, some of them are going to come up against teams that we didn't think we should get our asses kicked by. Um, you know, you only look at last season, obviously the Eagles. Um, you know, in games like that, we were like, God, that was a lost opportunity. This wasn't. We got shellacked. Um, so, yeah. Uh, right shellacking altogether now with the shillelagh. Um, so <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, we're going to get our faces rubbed in it. Um, and again, at least we can point to the reasons why. I don't think it's a fundamental lack of talent on the offense because we've been putting up sort of franchise numbers before now. Uh, but certainly when we get away and off the beaten track, dear God, we go down a ravine. Um, but anyway, yeah, hoping we bounce back. It's not going to be easy. Uh, that'll be on the Quick Snaps episode. It's been great having you on, Pete, at IT Hedgehog um, on Twitter. And again, you have a pro football. I don't know, is that meant to be known that that's you? Or are we? Yeah, that's no, that's, fu- that's fine. Right, we'll put it out there. Do you want to give people the handle to that then, uh, how to follow? Uh, at Profoot History. There you go. Um, so again, follow Pete on that as well. Uh, very entertaining. Of course, Pete, you're all over the um, Facebook groups and stuff like that with words of wisdom as well. That's why it's it's been great having you on because, again, voice of reason stuff um, and none of this freak out because I didn't even want to address the tweets and Facebook group, uh, not our Facebook group, but somebody else that someone put up about like, oh yeah, this is why we drafted Luck because Aaron Rodgers is washed up and it's just amazing the way he's in the MVP conversation and all of a sudden he's washed up that for one bad game. Um, but there we go. Anyway, uh, you can follow me at StDD NFL on Twitter and you can hit the YouTube channel youtube.com for slash UK Packers and of course at UK Packers on Instagram Facebook and Twitter um, and www.ukpackers.co.uk um, and all that good stuff and of course jump on the Patreon if you're so inclined and you can get a free um, place in the monthly Raz uh, and that's coming up really soon again Jesus Christ the months are swinging by so Pete it, we usually have a preamble um, before the whole podcast but Ireland has gone into lockdown buddy so I'm here in a in a prison and a glass case of emotion how are you doing over in the UK have you been locked inside your house with your dogs well, yet or are you able to well, actually step outside well it's not quite that bad yet but it's you know there's there's um, different levels of lockdown in different mm. parts of the country um, where I am it's okay at the moment but it wouldn't surprise me, Steve, if we're heading towards uh, another another lockdown. So somehow or other, we've got to break the cycle. So yeah, that's for sure. Or Santa's going to have a hard time finding us, uh, you know, and uh, his elves are all going to be sick with COVID. So yeah, let's uh, get our act together, lads. So anyway, that's it. That's it for the podcast uh, for this week. Um, the post breakdown. Hopefully, the quick snaps will be more positive, and the review after that game will be more positive if we get the W again. If not, uh, well then we're going to have to, you know, just call a crisis council and um, start the weeping. But anyway, um, until the quick snaps episode, it's a go pack go from me and him. See ya. Go pack go.